All right. I think we're live. We have had to call an audible tonight. Um, <laughs> so for all of our Twitter listeners, we came to you first. We came here first. So had we're to. happy to be with everybody on Twitter. I'm sorry. We don't, we don't even have intro music. We don't, I should have just played it because I'm fired up. We, we get that Vols are back stuff. We'll fix it. We'll, we'll have a show for anybody that listens on YouTube, Facebook. We'll have a show out for you later. Um, for now, our normal streaming service is down, but like Josh Heupel is going to do Saturday when the breaks go against you, do not let up, put on more steam. That's what we're doing. Making audibles. We're putting on more steam now. Landon, I'm fired up. Beat Bama! Beat Bama! Riddick did to do welcome into more important issues. It is Thursday, October 13th. We are two days away from the third Saturday in October. One of the greatest rivalries in all the sports the last 15 years have not been to our liking. But Landon Raby, that changes in 2022. It's a new team. We keep saying it. Dude, I'm so ready. I'm so ready to be in Neyland with you guys. I'm so ready to tailgate on Saturday. Stop on by. I'll send out, we'll be in the Church United, United, whatever, Church Street United Methodist Church lot somewhere. <laughs> you I'll send out a soccer team. <laughs> a lot of churches. Um, we'll be out there. I'll send out the exact location Saturday. We'll send it out on the More Important Issues page. Be there. We'll have some good food, good brews, good drinks, good times. Come hang out for however long. If you're going to the game, come. If you're not going to the game, come. It's, it's for all. <laughs> you can get downtown pretty quick. We have some friends who don't want to spend a mortgage on, on the game, but they do want to tailgate and get prepped to beat Bama, so they're going to come. So you do the same, even if you don't have tickets. All are welcome. I'm fired up. I, can't I don't wait, like. Man. I don't like that this is the most good I've felt about an Alabama game. I like it. I love it. Getting prepped. I love Getting it. Getting ready. Um, I, I just – so I've had a lot of people ask me about what they think this weekend. I went into work for the first time this week. I've been working <laughs> from home, kind of recovering from LSU. Baton Rouge, take it out of you, huh? Yeah, man. It, it was a lot for me. But um, we, we, we made it. Um, we're better for it. But uh, I had a lot of people ask me, like, you know, what, what are you thinking about Saturday? And, and I've told most of them that it's, it's a weird feeling. Like, Tennessee actually, whether, like, it, it was – you know, when it gets to game time, I'm, Tennessee's winning this game, no doubt in my mind. And, but that's every year. But this year just feels a little different. Um, Tennessee yeah. really has a chance to win this game, and not just like a, a, a fighter's chance. Like, they legit can win this game. Yeah, 100%. And it, it wouldn't – it shouldn't be a huge upset if Tennessee does win this game. It would be a huge upset right. because of the rivalry, but based on this year alone, I don't think it's a huge upset. I don't, yeah, I don't disagree with that. And I like what, um, I think it was Troy Elliott, I believe is his name on Twitter. Good follow. Um, been following him for a while. I like what he said the other day about how Tennessee's playing with house money. You mentioned the rivalry. Tennessee's doesn't have anything to lose in this game. What, what is another year added on? If you do, this should be, and, and this is not, your season doesn't hinge on this game. Mm-hmm. But how big is it if you go win it? Because, I mean, me and you talked about it. If the two teams, I just logically speaking, I don't see Tennessee beating for a lot of reasons. It's Tennessee and Georgia. The rest of them, I see Tennessee able to win. A ten and two is is it's in the it's in the view of us. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to lose. Go out, throw out 
the history books this game. Throw everything you got at Nick Saban, Alabama, Milrow, uh, Bryce Young, whoever's playing. Throw everything you got at them. You have nothing to lose. Yeah, I think the pressure is on Alabama. Yeah. I mean, like because the reason is what you just said, but also with the uncertainty at quarterback, Tennessee's already met their expectations this year. Pretty, <laughs> well, pretty, pretty much. They're on track to exceed. Absolutely correct. Correct. Um, and and here we are, you know, undefeated, going into Alabama with a real shot at winning this game. And you know, they, they do have the uncertainty at quarterback. You know, I don't know who we get. If it's Bryce Young, he's not a hundred percent. If it's Milrow. I'm feeling pretty good. You know, he can run. He's a good athlete. I don't know how great of a quarterback he is, but um, I think with Tennessee's offense, I think no matter who plays, I think Hinton Hooker is better than, you know, if you want to say Bryce Young is a better quarterback than Hinton Hooker, okay, but not when he's not 100%. Uh, Tennessee's offense, going back to what you just said a little bit ago, Tennessee's offense has the ability to win ball games for you. I know we talked about how Anthony Richardson isn't a great quarterback. The whole country has recognized Anthony Richardson isn't a great quarterback. Show me another quarterback that can have the day Anthony Richardson had against Tennessee, against any team, and still lose. Show me that in the country, and we can sit here and talk about how bad Tennessee's defense is and how big of a liability they are. fact of the matter is, when it was time to get to Anthony Richardson, they did. And the offense outpaced Anthony Richardson in Florida's offense, who went for it on every single fourth down, just about. Yeah, and you just you're coming off an emotional law or emotional win um, against Texas A&M that came down to the final play. I got a little newsflash for you: you're not playing a Haynes King and you know a Texas A&M that can't really move the football. This offense is is gonna move the football, number one, and they're gonna score points. You know, can you can you keep up? Um, you know, the, and that that's kind of a you know challenge to the defense as well. You know, they got to stop them. But uh, again, going back to that pressure, Alabama has all the pressure on them. It's in Neyland. And it's you know, they yeah. they beat Texas A&M barely at home. Well, this, and this is, is a an, different animal this week, and and this is a different Tennessee team. You have that emotional win against the team the, the week before, and I feel a little bit differently. Um, I'm not as high on Tennessee, maybe. But this Tennessee team is legit. I said it after the LSU game. I think LSU is a good football team. Now, they're not probably – they could float around the top 25 at the end of the year, depending on how the rest of their season goes. They could. I don't know where they stand. They're obviously not a top 25 right now because Tennessee beat them. I don't think LSU is this trash football team that a lot of the national media want to paint a picture of just because Tennessee whooped them. Tennessee is a good football team. Yeah, Teetering – teetering on great you'll find out saturday you will find out how great this tennessee football team is yeah we've kind of doubted not doubted them but like the the ranking hesitation yeah there's i was yeah i was a little hesitant on you know being a top 10 team but you go out against lsu and you freaking prove it yeah and, and you put everybody on notice and re re-watching that game i mean it, it's really cool to see it in person 100 percent but rewatching it, you get to kind of see a, a, a little bit more from a, a bird's eye view, or um, you can kind of hone in on, on each play and kind of what's going on. But I mean, this offense, man, it's so fun to watch. It's the mm-hmm. motions, the splits by the receivers. I mean, there's people running wide open, and, and it, it seems like 
we do it, and it seems so simple, but it seems so complex to the defense. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're keeping them on their toes constantly. So if, you know, you get caught out of position, it's going to be a touchdown. And, and if Alabama wants to confidence. sit here and, and, you know, they can stop the run, there's no doubt about it. They got a great front seven. But if you want to commit to stopping the run and play man across the board, good luck. And, and if Tennessee, Tennessee's it, offensive line, Will Anderson's good. And they've got an NFL front. But the, if that offensive, offensive line plays the way they did against LSU, they're going to get theirs. That's just a fact. I'm not saying they dominate for 60 minutes, but they're going to get theirs. And you talk about rewatching that LSU game. I, we actually watched it both on Monday, I believe. Um, I did on Monday. I think we watched it at the same time by accident. Do you remember that ball? It was a great ball to um, – uh, uh, I'm going to say Booty, and they said Booty. It's not his name. He says Boutte. it like Cajun. Boutte. We talked about how it was dropped right in there, should have been caught. That pat, that coverage on the right rewatch, that was good coverage. That was not as easy of a catch as we saw it from our our seats. Yeah. So the yeah. secondary had their faults, but they played a pretty good game. Yeah, and that, that and going back to the offense a little bit, they like, you know, it is complex and they seem to confuse the defense a lot, but they also have a ton of talent, a ton oh, yeah. of weapons. So if they're not confused, they have the talent to go get open on, on you know a really good route or a really good ball by Hennon Hooker. Um, but they're also able to take what the defense gives them. You know, I, I think it's kind of pick your poison with this. You know, they can beat you in so many different rate ways. If you're going to give us, you know, turn around and we'll catch the ball and have two people blocking and you know take five or six yards, we can do that down the field. I don't think Tennessee has any issue with that. Um, also, if you want to, you know, fall asleep and give us the deep ball, we're going to take that too. So, um, I think this offense can beat you in a, a bunch of different ways. And, and so, you know, with that, I just, Tennessee's got a fighting chance every, every single game w- with the offense that they have. Um, but we're just a good football team. Hundred percent. There, there's, there's some 100%. confidence in that locker room that we're going to win. You know, they're, they're buying cigars. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing for for past teams, but this team's buying cigars, so that that makes me feel like, hey, you know, this isn't, you know, forget the the history or the recent history. I guess is what yeah. we're you know looking at. But um, you know, this is a new team, and you know, we have as good a chance as anybody. Uh, absolutely, and it's your Alabama should be nervous. How about that? Listen, I think there's – this is the first time in this rivalry probably since – probably since, I mean, even – and I don't even know if before the game, Lane Kiffin, if they were any nervous. This is the first time in a long time in this rivalry that both sides have those butterflies going in. I think Alabama, because of the way they always play this game, they 100% they want to beat Tennessee. So they respect it as a rivalry. I'm not saying they think it's going to be close, but they want to beat Tennessee. They respect it as a rivalry. They, they sing the same song we do. Mm-hmm. But Dixie this one, <laughs> yeah, this one though they're 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 sweating a bit. And speaking of, of things kind of around the game, not of the game, Peyton Manning just got announced as guest picker. Shout out to Dub himself um, for dropping that in the in the tweet in the Twitter uh, chat. I assume it's true. So Dub, I'm just taking you as my one strong source. I haven't been on Twitter yet. Initial reaction: If it is true, let's pretend it's true because we're capital J journalists. <laughs> Reaction. What do you what do you got for me? What's what's um, what I like it. 
I mean, they had to after not getting them last time. Yeah, I mean, like who else would you really get? I I, I think the. I don't know if you go female again. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I just don't think you you go. Like, Candace Parker would probably be up there for me. But since you oh, went a girl last time, last time, maybe you go get a um guy. And and Peyton Manning's got to be your number one pick, right? I would have. I mean, if you're not going to go Morgan Wallen or um, I, I just don't or Tony Vitella, I think you got to go Peyton. I don't think Dolly would have ever happened. Let me preface that. No. But how cool would it have been to get someone like Dolly Parton on stage? That would have been probably one of the biggest names in college, one of the biggest names in college game day history. Throw out all the stops for Dolly. Um, yeah, I, I think Peyton would. I don't, she as far as I know, as far as I know, Peyton's never been on it. Um, I don't think he has. Yeah, Peyton Manning, like, it, it is, he is, in fact, the guest. Congrats, Peyton. Um, I, may, I imagine he'll be there on, on game day. Uh, the fake game day account that I think is Tennessee related. That's where I see the biggest ones are about Knoxville, about Tennessee. They jokingly said Arian Foster would be it. You know who the last person to score the game winning touchdown against Bama? Last person to score a game winning touchdown in Orange um, against Bama was Arian, Arian Foster. Foster. Arian Foster. <laughs> um, so maybe they should have made that happen. But yeah, I, whatever. I listen. We we don't care that much about game day on me and i don't think you care that much about it in terms of who it is what it is um i'm glad game, i told you i i thought game day would be back for this one i thought they would if if both teams are undefeated game day is coming back to knoxville for mm-hmm. the third saturday in october and, and i'm a genius okay in 10, minutes, <laughs> in 10 minutes i'll have to retract some statement and go i'm an idiot but for now i'm a genius and i'm gonna yeah. ride that high so like it. it's cool game day sec nation um uh, Josh Pate, I think is his name, right? From is it two four seven? Yeah. Uh, Marty CBS, McGee, yeah. yeah. Who's SEC Nation, or they do SEC Nation? I mean, this is if you're a recruit, man. How do you not step foot on that campus and just get that rush of orange in you? Oh yeah. What? And, and we'll have a, a long list of those out tomorrow. Um, what a day Saturday is going to be on Rocky Top, and you're going to hear it a billion times, and I'm going to make sure you hear it a billion times more. It's going to be insane. Like Florida was insane, um, but I think this, you know, has a little bit more to it than Florida did. Um, no respect, no disrespect to Florida. They they beat us a lot. Absolutely no disrespect. You have not been the pinnacle of college football though. But in that run, yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> you haven't. This win means a lot in the in the sense of Tennessee and who we are and and our trek back as Tennessee fans to the top. But it also means a lot in the landscape of college football. If Tennessee oh, yeah. can knock off the University of Alabama and Nick Saban, it means a lot. So this one has a little extra spice to it than what Florida had. Yeah, I just pray that the officials are tired of this Saban era too. You know, maybe they <laughs> they help us out a little bit. If if Alabama wants to play man coverage and play, uh, I forget how Jeremy Pruitt worded it, bump and run or bump and grind or whatever he said. Oh, bump um, and grind, good call. <laughs> Um, but if they want to do that, you know, I'll take some pass interference. You know, I just want to, I just want a really clean game from the clean game from the officials. Listen, if you're if you want to throw us a bone every now and then, I ain't gonna be mad. No, I mean, if you're gonna call a bad game, call it towards orange. Um, listen, if you're an official and you like oatmeal cream pies, I don't know if you've noticed 
in the last 10 or so years, but they have spiked in prices. Probably because Nick Saban buys them all. The demand is at an absurd amount of high. If you can call a good enough game, clean football game, Tennessee dominates like they should. I'll say that as a Tennessee fan, I'm wearing all orange. Nick Saban just may have a stroke and the price of oatmeal cream pies may decline a little bit. That's all I'm saying. If you also, like oatmeal you, cream pies, you should want Tennessee to win this game. Come by the tailgate. We'll, we'll show you a great time. <laughs> and, oh, you know, I didn't know where that was going after that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to kidnap anybody. But You uh, want me to get some oatmeal cream pies for the tailgate? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we can. Okay. <laughs> we can do that. I would love to hit Nick Saban with an oatmeal cream pie as <laughs> I pass dude, him. Stop giving Tennessee fans ideas. As I pass him running, running on the field. Stop. You cannot give Tennessee fans ideas like that. They will oh, literally run with it. That, that's another thing. <laughs> I know we don't like to look ahead, but if we do win, this is all I'm going to say about it, we're storming. Me and you sit across the field from each other. I will see you at the 50-yard line. 100%. I'll be there. Yeah. Probably with my clothes off. My grandmother said I I couldn't storm, and I said, I'm sorry, I am. I said, I won't be on top of the goalpost. I'm too old for that. But I'll be down on the field when it gets pulled down. I might be at the top. <laughs> I'm too old. I'm fat and everything. <laughs> they may need my extra weight. To bring I'll it carry down. the gold post to the 50 and meet you there. If you need a fat guy to help bring it down, I'll, I'll volunteer as tribute. You just got to get me up there. I need I'm boost. definitely taking a pile on too. <laughs> All right, Josh Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'll be a, it'll be a, I, I feel it is going to be a good Saturday. They'll probably bring out extra security. So we'll just have to celebrate on Cumberland or something, but it'll be fun regardless. You don't think we're storm? You don't think they'll let us storm? I don't, I don't know how much security they'll put on the field. When we beat Florida in 16, which I'm glad we didn't storm for that, they didn't need to be. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. Danny White obviously does it differently. It, yeah, we, we I'll, I'll Danny, say this. Danny's going to let us. I'll say this. Here's the problem with I wish storming like this could be a thing more often. When you beat teams like Bama, 15-year streak, Pinnacle of College Football, it's the perfect time to storm the field. People are idiots, though. And I mean that I'm not talking about you specifically, but people as a group are idiots. That's when you have people like, you know, pushing players, you have players pushing people. It's not the safest place because people are so dumb. That's those kind of things I think are why they may not let us. They can't get us all. <laughs> Listen, if it's coordinated enough, you're absolutely right. There's not an amount of security on that field that could stop us. Yeah. But no, I'm, everyone, I'm everyone may be a couple of drinks deep. It may be difficult to do. Okay, that's. I would like to bring a microphone into the stadium and interview on the field after the game. That's all I'm saying. I would love to do that. I don't know how I'd get a microphone in if they'd let me take it in. But uh, so, so we take these things in, correct? Oh yeah, I I'll bring some matches for you. I'll have my okay. lighter, but I'll I'll bring some matches. Okay, cool. I was yeah. about to say I don't know how I'm going to light it, but I guess uh, I've got matches. Maybe the, and the I'm sure it'll hit just right where I can. <laughs> I'm sure people around you will, will have some lighters too. So yeah, we'll, all, we'll all help each other out. Yeah, for sure. It'll be nice. Um, let, let, I do kind of want to talk about this Bama game uh, because I know we're excited and, and we, I legitimately believe, and I think everybody believes people are probably more believing than me in the sense of Tennessee can win this game. It's definitely not a, it's not a lock. It's not a anything like that. Tennessee, ha, Tennessee has a good enough team, has a great enough offense to go win this football game. You mentioned Bryce Young. They're still, He's probably a game-time decision. You mentioned if he plays, he's not 100%. I mean, I don't think he's been practicing from, from what I've heard. So. It doesn't look like it. Right. Um, so probably that, that kinda... they're going to try to get him on the field. 
That's fine. If they don't, let me let me paint this picture for the locker room. You hang up a picture of Bryce Young on the injury report, and you remind them that they don't think they need to play him to win this ballgame. Yeah, 100%. Just a little locker room material. A little pro tip there, Josh Heupel. The thing is, though, is well, – We've always said, though, if if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I think Bryce Young obviously gives Alabama a better chance to win the game if he's even 80%, 90% healthy. But everyone wants to look at Tennessee's defense and say they're bad, they're bad, they're bad because of the secondary. And I know the secondary hasn't been great this, this year, and there, there's some questions about if your senior leader and one of your best tacklers and Jalen McCullough will play. We'll talk about that. Quit discrediting how good this defensive line is and how good this front seven is just because the secondary isn't at its best. Because if Bryce Young plays, he's going to hit the turf a lot. If Bryce Young plays, he doesn't finish the ball game. I'm calling it right now. I'm not wishing for injury. I'm not saying I hope he doesn't. I'm telling you right now, he's going to get rushed. He's going to get sacked. He's going to get hit when he tries to get out of the pocket. It's just a fact because this defensive line is that good. It's a fact. Yeah, and and another thing for that defensive line, if they do play Bryce Young, I think they have all the confidence in the world that he's not going to get hit. So that 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 should be a little boost of confidence. You know that that should light a fire under your ass. Yeah. Um, and really take it to heart because you know they they doubt your ability. Don't let another team doubt your ability. Absolutely, and, and I, I think Tim Banks knows that if his defense, you have you have to know after watching the difference between LSU, Florida, Florida Pitt, you're dialing it up this game. You're absolutely dialing it up. You're getting pressure not just with your defensive line, but with your linebackers too, with your corners, with your safeties. You're dialing it up. You're trying to get to the quarterback. He's hitting the turf. Whoever it is, Bryce Young, Jalen Milrow, they're hitting the turf. And they're going to try to to counter some of that with Jameer Gibbs' runs. But this front seven did such a good job of filling holes. The run game didn't come easy. LSU had 55 yards of rushing. I know they're not a great rushing team. I recognize that. But they had 55 yards of rushing in the SEC. With a dual-threat quarterback. Yeah. This front seven is real, guys. That's what I don't understand about everyone going, this defense is terrible, this defense is terrible. This de-. You watched the Florida game. Or sorry, sorry. You read the stats from the Florida game, and you made that decision. You haven't watched other games. You haven't looked at stats from other games. You looked at the passing stats from the Florida game. This front seven is for real, and they're going to get pressure on Bryce Young, Jalen Milrow, and if Ty Simpson babies his way into the game by liking more tweets, they're going to get to him too. <laughs> How quick did his dad call him when he saw all that? <laughs> oh, man. Lo- I love it. Um, oh, yeah. Create a little yeah, controversy you, in, in yeah, Tuscaloosa. Yeah, you're not a Tennessee fan. You go to Alabama, you're not a Tennessee fan. Not a Tennessee fan. You're not that, a Tennessee that, fan. That linebacker that we shall not name, he wasn't a Tennessee guy. Did you like my Snapchat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just – like, I, I'm tired of seeing him in a Tennessee uniform on my timeline. I understand – and here's what I want to say. I understand the business of it. You go – where you think you can go play professional ball and all that and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. It's the same thing I said to the ticket people who I was like, if you sell your tickets to opposing fans, you're not a fan. You're no longer a fan. You're a scalper. It's the same thing. If you sell your tickets to someone who's not a Tennessee fan for the highest price, that's fine. I don't – you make your decisions. You're not a Tennessee fan. You're not. 
especially if you're they're your season tickets. If there is ever anyone in the Kohler Crimson sit in my seats, I will die. I will throw up. I will, <laughs> it will be bad. You went they, from die to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to die. I will lose my mind. If I'm a Tennessee fan, if I'm a true diehard Tennessee fan, and I'm getting recruited to play college football, the last place I'm playing is the University of Alabama. The very last place. I do not care what they offer me. I do not care if it's Nick Saban's head coach. I grew up in orange. I grew up to hate Crimson. I grew up singing, we don't give a damn about the whole state of Alabama. Whole I would not. Whole state of Alabama. Whole state mm-hmm. of Alabama. No, you, 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 you're a football player, and that's fine. I'm not hating on who you are, but you're not a Tennessee fan. No. You sign that dotted line and, and wear orange, you hate Crimson. That, that should be a fact. It should be in the contract. Um, so, yes, screw him. I, I, ho- I hope he has a terrible game. Um, I don't hope that he gets get hurt. Gets hurt. I, I just um, hope he gets some touchdowns I, scored over him. Yeah, I just, I just hope that he is a liability. <laughs> Um, and he's been their best defensive player this year, and I don't know if that's a good thing for them. Well, hopefully he becomes a liability this week. Well, because um, last, last year he struggled. Screw him. Because <laughs> you know who's running the football well? It's Tennessee. 227 yards against Florida, 263 against LSU. Jabari Small in the past two SEC games against top 25 opponents. I don't care what you say about it now. It counts as top 25 opponents. It is. Um, 108.5 yards per game in those two games. Um, He's found it. We found it. I don't know what it is, but it gives Tennessee that balance. I think they need to run the football this, you know, in this game to, to have success or to have the success that they want to have um, like they did against LSU. Got to be able to run the football. And, um, you know, Jabari Small is just balling. Yeah. And I think Hendon Hooker's balling. Jalen Hyatt's balling. Brew McCoy, had, he's had, in the last two games, he's had 242 yards. If you're not great at math, that's 121 <laughs> per game. He's balling. Everybody's balling on that offense. You mentioned the front seven. They're balling too. Uh, Joshua Joseph, Byron Young. Um you know, we got some dude, Amari Thomas, Bryson Eason, you know, played pretty well. I thought Roman Harrison did well. Rewatching that game, I thought he played really well um, in that LSU game. So, we got some dudes. 100%. And, and, and you talked and about Tennessee I success. I don't think we should have, like, in the in this second year of Josh Heupel, it's insane the, the amount of weapons and talent that Tennessee already has. 100%. And just for the people who go, well, a lot of these guys are Jeremy Pruitt, Jeremy Pruitt guys. Sure. A lot of them came in under Jeremy Pruitt. He didn't know how to use them, though. Josh Heupel does. So, yep. there you go. You mentioned how Tennessee has to be able to run the ball to be successful. And for the same reason, Alabama has to run the ball to be successful. Both front sevens are legit. If you let them pin back their ears and go with the quarterback, it's going to be a long night for whatever guy in Crimson's there and Hidden Hooker if that's all you allow them to do. If you don't get your running game early and established, you're going to struggle. It's just a fact. I think Tennessee wins in that department if that's the, the two, you know, those cases are side by side, but you're going to struggle if you allow these front sevens to pin their ears back. Here, the way Tennessee ran the ball, well, the way Jabari Small is running the ball, I think Tennessee's going to be successful running the ball this week. I'm not saying he goes for 120 yards like he did this week, last week. I think he has another good game. Yeah, I think they need to have some success. It doesn't have to be, you know, that 
that much against that front seven, but enough to to make them honor it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think would be huge for Tennessee. Man, when we talk about the front seven, Jameer Gibbs is, you know, you say what you want about quarterback. I don't, I don't know if, you know, Bryce, Bryce Young is a really good quarterback. I don't know how great he's going to be if he's not 100%. I don't know what he's going to look like. Um, Milrow, I'm just not super impressed as a quarterback. Yeah, he can run. But but Tennessee hasn't really let quarterbacks run all over him like they did last year. Um, Even Anthony you know, Richardson didn't do a great job. He got his due. He got his. But he didn't. Yeah, and it was a, it was more like power runs to the outside to, to pick up some yards. But it, it wasn't like, you know, he's not running 80, and, yeah. 80 yards down the field or anything like that. And Tennessee's done a great job of containing the big play. Besides Pitt, I think that's the only one I can think of that I was like, man, that was a huge run play. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, we're going to talk about this safety here in a little bit, but if it wasn't for a bad angle from him, that run against Pitt doesn't happen. Right. Um, so Jameer Gibbs is somebody they got to look out for. You know, he's, he's, he's got over 750 yards of total offense um, so far this season. They use him in the passing game. We'll, you know, put him in the slot and, you know, kind of – utilize mismatches and stuff like that. Tennessee just got to be wary of where he's at on the field of all at all times because he is their best playmaker. They do have some good receivers. You know, they're starting to figure out. They do have some guys that can take a slant to the house. Um, although none of them are, are proven like a John Mechie or a Jameson Williams was last year, but, yeah, but they, they are coming along. They don't seem – and they may this week, like you said, they're, they're starting to kind of find a groove. Right now, it doesn't seem they have a guy that just takes the top off the defense. They don't have a guy like that yet. And, and you mentioned Jameer Gibbs. He's your do-it-all guy. Like you said, Fama Ravi's on the field. He's, he's one of your – he's probably your best receiver if you targeted him. Well, he's got your most targets. I should Sorry. Um, if he played receiver, he'd be your best receiver, is, is what I should say. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they have a group of good receivers. I'm not convinced they have a guy, like you said, besides Jameer Gibbs on the outside. I mean, he's, he's obviously on the outside sometimes. Other than that, they don't have a guy on the outside that you have to. I know where he's at at all times on the field. You got to play good defense on him. You got to play solid defense on him. But it's not a if he finds space, you're beat. Period. It, it makes me sick to my stomach to think that Jeremy Pruitt wanted Jameer Gibbs to play corner. <laughs> like it just it infuriates me. Honestly, I mean, I mean that that kind of stuff makes me think that he was just sent here by Nick Saban to just run our program into the ground. Maybe and he'll he play tight end in the NFL. Or try to play tight end in the NFL. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Whatever. Stupid. I'm so excited for this game. Oh my gosh! I know when it just it feels. Can I ask another request from Tennessee fans and and? the Tennessee uh, media crew, game day media crew, I, I want to sing Dixieland Delight in their faces. I don't want to sing it in the third. I want to sing it when we win. Ah. <laughs> I believe. Just don't – I don't want a gator chomp with a lot of time on the clock left. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Leave no doubt. Leave no doubt. This is uh, – that's another, that's another thing, too. Special teams right now, who has the better special teams? The University of Tennessee Volunteers, hundred percent. Their kicker special sucks. teams wins ball games. Yeah, I think he's been great. You know, to be fair to him, I think he's been great up until the Texas A and M game. But in that game, he was terrible. So he's been the, he's been their best kicker they've had since probably Saban's been there. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, why, as a specialist, why would you go to Alabama? It, it's it's apparent that he just does not specialist you know, really care not. for it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, I had a, some Alabamans in my mentions um, this week, and, and they blamed the Texas A&M being close to them because of the turnovers. Uh, well, uh, probably. I mean, I would say yes. <laughs> yeah, man, that that's that's fair. But also, like, that's football. Yeah, that that happens. And, and if you you know continue to turn the football over against this Tennessee team, they have the offense that'll make you pay for it. Just yes. go ask LSU. Haynes King isn't playing quarterback this week, guys. No, he's not. Um, and another thing I want to mention about that Texas A and M. They are, yeah. <laughs> I mean, good God. What is he's the he opposite doing? of Tim Tebow. Way up here. Way high. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Does he think he's going to hit him? Like, he's got to throw it over his it's, helmet? He's got a big head, for sure. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but Texas A&M, not a great offense. 110th in the country at a 131. So, you know, if you're banking on that being a really good win. Here's the thing. Alabama, besides, you know, Texas is a good team, but not without Quinn Ewers. They're not that. Good. I mean, they're good. But. Yeah, and and he went out in that game. I don't. They haven't played an. I mean, an offense even close to what they're playing on on Saturday. No, definitely, definitely not. And and I would, I would kind of. I don't think they played a, a front seven that's so relentless getting to the passer like they are on Saturday. Yeah, uh, I w- I would agree with the front seven. They do get the benefit of having Tennessee's current secondary out there. But, yeah, front seven for sure. Correct. Hey, maybe we see something different. I mean, let's get into the secondary a little bit. If you're going to get up for any game, it's this one right here. Yeah. Um, You know, I I saw more competitiveness against LSU. Was it perfect? I saw more confidence, too. The mistakes we made, I thought we made them at the right times, flying around, trying to get to the football. First one that pops off page on that 95-yard, 96-yard touchdown drive. Um, their first first down, Christian Charles tries to make a play on the ball. Listen, it wasn't great. He didn't get there. He put, he, he made a play that he thought he could play, make. He he went at it 100%. Those are the kind of mistakes I can live with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that. But but there was a lot of contested catches in, in that, and, and props yeah. to LSU's receivers for, for coming down with a lot of those. But it, it, everything wasn't just so wide-ass open like it has been. Right. You know, especially against Florida. Yeah. But maybe we see some different combinations this week. You know, West, you know, I, I don't know who's going to play safety. I guess we can get into that. Uh, it, or I guess well, let's go prediction. And then okay. I do have a question to ask. And then we'll get in, into this kind of team news a little bit. And then we'll hit recruiting. I'm going to be honest. I don't like making a prediction for this game because okay. I don't, don't take this the wrong way, Tennessee fans. Please don't because you know who. I'm a ride or die, but I'm also, I try to just look at things through like a realistic mirror, realistic lens, excuse me. Right now, I don't see Tennessee winning this ballgame for a lot of reasons. I think this team's different. I don't think it's necessarily history-based. I think it's more depth and no offense to Josh Heupel. I think he's coached great ballgames this season. I think it's, you're lining up across the greatest to ever do. He's going to prepare his best game this week. He know he knows this Tennessee team's good. He's not crazy. He's not Brian Kelly. Tennessee's going to score. Alabama's not going to cover. I think this game's close. 
I think it's 34-30. But I'm taking the Vols. Alabama scores 24. Tennessee scores 31. That that's I'm taking the Vols. It's that simple. Tennessee's offense is you talk about relentless. I don't care how if your offense just went score, went out and scored a touchdown. That defense is walking on the field going, "What is coming at me next?" Because we can't figure it out. They're not going to be stopped a lot. Figure 30, it out. It's 31-24 Vols. Okay, I love that. Um I'm going to go 38 37. Oh. Did we get a Chase McGrath game winner? We get a little, little dong punch action in there. I like that. The win, baby, for the win. I like that. You like that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I very much do. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got to ride with the Vols. It's the one year I can and not look like a complete idiot. I'm riding with the Vols. Here, here's, the th- here's the thing with Alabama. It doesn't matter when they go up. If there's time on the clock, this offense is getting in a position to score some points. Yeah. I think this is going to be similar to Alabama game. Whoever has the ball last is probably going to win. Alabama game? Yeah, I think it's going to be like the Florida game. Whoever okay. has the ball. Okay. Gotcha. Florida had – I shouldn't say like the like the Florida game, but it was – Florida had the chance to win it because they had the ball last. And I think it's going to be like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, Question. MVP so far this season. Not named Hendon Hooker? Not name Hendon Hooker. Yeah, you Jalen Hyatt. Jalen okay. Hyatt. I don't know if this offense ticks without the way he's played. I really don't. And I know okay. Brew McCoy's played well. Jabari Small's played good. You've had huge plays from Ramel Keaton, but he just seems kind of like the. Did we did we talk? Or we talked about it with Aaron Beasley. Kind of is he your best player? Mm, probably not on the defense. He is the straw that stirs the drink, though. If he wasn't there, I don't know if the offense ticks the same way it does. And I'd almost go Aaron Beasley on the flip side of that. Is he your biggest surprise? I should have maybe asked it that way. Biggest surprise, Jalen Hyatt's up there. I think it's Beasley just because I didn't think he would be, and it's not necessarily the way he's played. He's obviously played great, and he's been a primary tackle. He's He seems to get guys lined up, too. He's been a great leader, it looks like. Jalen Hyatt's almost as more of a surprise. Or See, a lot of people are like, I knew he had it in him. I thought he had it in him, too. We were predicting it, but you had to go out and do it. Yeah. So I, I, those two are probably the biggest. So if I get an offense and defense, I don't know between the two. I don't know who the biggest surprise is because I think Beasley's the biggest surprise because, like we said, we thought Jalen Hyde had it in him, but he's just as much of a surprise for me. Okay. I, th- this one's tough. The yeah. the biggest surprise, I think it's got to be Beasley um, on defense. But if I'm going offense just to be different, I, th- I think I go Brew McCoy. Just yeah. from what he's what he's done since Cedric Tillman went out, yeah, you know he's it. I didn't know how he, he would fare when they like maybe circled him as Tennessee's number one receiver. Um, him or Jalen Hyatt, one or two, whatever, whatever you want to circle him as. But he's an outside guy, so you would think that he would be the number one guy. I, I just didn't think that that would happen. Number one, I didn't think Cedric Tillman would get hurt. But the way that he's responded since Cedric Tillman went down and, and that production has flown by, and, and he's getting it done like he's fighting for first downs. Every time he gets the football, he's stiff-arming somebody. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. He can go up and get the ball. I mean, I just think he's – and blocking-wise. Yeah. I mean, these receivers block their ass off. 
and, and that's what you love to see because you know it's it seems like they're they're so cohesive now. Whereas like I don't know like in the past how cohesive that group has been, but it, it just seems like you know they're they're fighting for one another. One another, they don't care like who scores a touchdown. They want to be the number one receiving core in the country. And I and think to this point, especially with a, a, set, a healthy Cedric Tillman, they are. The only, you know, wide receiver core I'd put up against them is probably Ohio State's. That's probably yeah. it. And those are your two Hosman favorites, according to some sports books right now, too. Yeah. Makes sense. So I'd, I'd go. I'd go. Brew McCoy, but yes, Jalen Hyatt. I mean, from from not really being much of a factor last year to to balling out this year and being the guy that you know we expected him expected him to be his freshman year, um, is it, pretty incredible. And you know he's a little guy for for him to be blocking those DBs and stuff the way that he's done on on some of those wide receiver screens and stuff has been you know really impressive to me. Yeah. Absolutely. He's playing you, – you talked about how really the step he needed to take really was physicality, and he's done that. Yep. Absolutely done that. Whew. We don't give hey, we, a damn about the whole state of Alabama. Whole state of Alabama. Whole state of Alabama. Whole state of Alabama. We don't give a damn about the whole state of Alabama. We're from Tennessee. Go Rawls, baby. <laughs> um, I'm going to sing that song obnoxiously a lot when we win. I'm, I think I'm going to – I don't think I'm going to sing it any Saturday until we win, just for yeah. me personally. Um, guys, it's a good time to be involved. It's a great time to be and, and And I, I said it before. I don't – Tennessee doesn't – I'm not a moral victory guy, and I'm not saying it's a moral victory if you play Alabama close. But let's remember, it's going to be tough to win. This is going to be a tough game. It's a rivalry. Um, the environment is going to be huge. The pageantry surrounding it is going to be huge. This is going to be a tough – we talk about how tough it is going to be for Alabama to play in it. It's going to be tough for Tennessee to play in it too. There's a lot happening right now. Play your best football and let the rest take care of itself. And then fans, support Tennessee's best football and let the rest take care of itself. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, again, the pressure's not on you. It, it It's on Alabama to win this game. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming in a hostile environment um, with, you know, I, I'm skeptical about saying it, but with college football playoff implications on the line. 100%. No, I mean – Regardless of where Tennessee's at at the end of the year, for sure for one side of it, because it's not the type of win that you've had in the years past. Mm-hmm. So for sure. I mean, also, if we're kind of looking at it, like from a playoff perspective and, and what can happen, you know, base, best case scenario, Tennessee, I think, goes one and one against Georgia and Alabama. Um. I mean, if Tennessee beats beats Alabama, loses to Georgia, Georgia goes to Atlanta, um, Georgia beats Alabama, I mean, you're just going to leave out an 11-1 Tennessee team out of that, that college beat football playoff? That beat probably what would be ranked the number one team unless Ohio State wins out. Yeah. 
Well, I, I'm saying if they, yeah, if they beat, oh, okay. if oh, they wait, beat no, Alabama. No. Yeah, you said it, you said it right. Sorry, I said it wrong. And then Alabama beats Georgia. Yeah, if they all kind of beat up yeah. on each other. Yeah, you, know, you what, said it what right. is what is that? What does that look like? Um, yeah. I, I think it. You got a case. I, I mean, here's the thing: if if Alabama wins the SEC championship over Georgia, how how does their I know they beat Tennessee. They would have beaten Tennessee head to head, but Tennessee but also beat Alabama head to head. The so thing I, is, is if you go one and one, if you split it, no matter what happens in Atlanta, no matter if you're there or not, and either of those teams win, you are in the conversation. Oh yeah. And if 100%. anybody thought Josh Heupel and Tennessee would be in the conversation in 2022, punch them square in the mouth because they're a liar. They're yeah. a fat, bold faced liar. So if you get there and you're in the conversation. First off, you're probably in the Sugar Bowl, so that'll be fun. Holy Back crap. to Louisiana, baby. <laughs> yes, I will be there. Do not tell Emily. She she looks at my credit card statement. She will not be happy, but I will be there. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, it, listen, that, there are no moral victories in football. That's just the way it is. Go out there, though, and play your best football. Set yourself up for not only success Saturday, set yourself up for success the rest of the season. I don't think win or lose, this is a linchpin game. I think it's a linchpin game, though, if you don't play your best football. Yeah. I agree with that. that that's uh, that's uh, the case. Again, you. Sh- I mean, there, there's zero pressure for Tennessee. It should be. We shouldn't be here. Yeah. At should, least should that, that, yeah, at least that's what everybody's saying. We shouldn't be here. So right. – Defense, um, you shouldn't have won. You shouldn't have won games because of the defense. You shouldn't have won three top twenty-five games because they shouldn't have been ranked. Well, let me stop you there, real quick. Because if they had beaten Tennessee, you know where those three teams would probably still be in the top twenty-five. Pitt doesn't lose to Georgia Tech. They would be in the top twenty-five if they beat Tennessee. So if someone tells you that, they just don't understand how wins and losses work because they're stupid. Period. 100%. Yep. Florida beat Utah. That everybody was riding high before they got whooped by UCLA. So shut up. Somebody on game day put them in their college football playoffs. Um, his name's Desmond. Desmond. His name's Desmond Howard, and he's an idiot. <laughs> We're not even to the idiot segment yet. Yeah, or the you suck segment yet. Not yet. We're but getting... quit, quit pretending that Tennessee didn't beat these teams, and that's why they're out of the top twenty-five. Just shut up. No, there's only one team in the country that's beaten three top ten, top twenty-five opponents. Their name's the University of Tennessee Volunteers. Oh, also, uh, we forgot to mention them. Do you do you love the orange out? Yeah, I, and I think it's cool that the football team didn't need to ride with it. We're going classics. It's going to be a beautiful matchup in Neyland. Orange pants would have been nice. I'm not mad about it. There's not a lot better than white, orange, white in college football. It's going to be a beautiful setting. I wish we could get Alabama and Crimson. And I know a lot of people want to argue, hey, you don't need to announce that. People wear orange anyways. It's going to be a little chilly. I might have worn a gray jacket. No, 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 not anymore. I will be in my beautiful all-90s orange tracksuit for Saturday. I love it. Every ounce of that stadium will be orange. There will be no white. There will be no gray. There will be no black. Every ounce of that stadium will be orange, and it will be gorgeous. Yeah. So much orange and a lot of hot chili. My chili's been hot. Yeah, you saw that. I said it's only Thursday. Imagine what Saturday's going to be like. The chili is (laughs) piping, and it's on the crock pot, baby. It's staying hot. Get those warmers out. It'll burn a (laughs) hole through anything. All right, well, let's talk about the bad news. Um, obviously, no no news yet. I don't know if that's good or what. Um, I don't know what to think about the Jalen McCullough thing. It's a weird story for sure. Yeah, I, I would need to – I need to know more, I guess. Um, I, I want to hear his side. You know, we kind of 
heard about from, I guess we call him a, a victim. Um, we, we heard from, you know, the story that he told. I just, I just don't, like, I've never been in that situation. I hope I'm never not. Um, it's just so, never are. Yeah. What'd I say? Never not. Which I hope I'm, n- put yeah. In it. <laughs> I hope I'm never in that situation. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just, I just don't know, like, what to think about it because he's never been in trouble. He just, he just gets back a couple out. Like this happened a couple hours after he gets back from one of the biggest wins in his career. It's just a weird story. I would need to know, like, I don't know how I'd react if somebody came into my house. Right. I, I, I don't, um, you'd be, I think everybody, let's put this and I'm not saying he's 100. I don't, like you said, I'd need to know more. Um, based on that, someone comes in your house, everyone would be upset. And he, here's the thing. This I'm not even talking about the Jalen McCullough situation specifically when I say this. I'm just talking broad terms. If you were in the wrong there, your only goal should be de-escalation because you were in the wrong. And you probably upset somebody to the point you may have scared them. You may have, you know, fired them up. Rightfully so, if they're in, if you're in the wrong house and they're sitting in their living room or whatever, or come out of the bathroom and you're standing in their doorway, your only job should be de-escalation. Again, we don't know. He admitted to drinking. I know most people when they drink are a little bit fiery. I shouldn't say most, but a lot are are, are fiery. Um, it, it doesn't sound like a good situation all around. It doesn't sound like the guy that that was a part of it, put himself in a good situation. It doesn't sound like Jalen maybe put himself in a good situation by if he did. But again, they said he chased him out of apartment. He chased him down the street. Did he chase him out the door? Like, like you said, I need to hear more. Jalen McCullough did 100% the right thing though. And that is you do not talk to police without a lawyer. And that's why we don't know his side. You do not talk to police without a lawyer, innocent, guilty. Do not talk to police without a lawyer. Do not talk to police without a lawyer. Any lawyer would tell you that most police officers would tell you that. Do not talk to police without a lawyer. So that's why we don't know his side. And I respect Josh, again, knowing what we know. Knowing what we know, I respect Josh Heupel's um, not being quick to suspend him because it is such a weird and unique situation. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's not like he was at a bar and got in a fight or anything like that. Like, right. He was apparently doing what he was supposed to do at his house, and somebody walks in. Again, it just doesn't make – I'd have to hear. I'd have to hear more. The police report is very vague as well. Yeah. I would have to hear more. Um, it, just, it just doesn't like. From what we know about Jalen McCall and his four years here, he's never had any problems. So right. that we know of, I guess. But I, I mean, usually, you know, we 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 hear about media, it like we did yeah, on Sunday. The media and the fans. I mean, it, it's a it's a crazy industry that we're in, and and so usually we we hear about it. Yeah. Uh, I hope, I hope the story that that we know isn't entirely true. Obviously, there's some truth to it. Someone got knocked out. Someone fell down the stairs. Someone did it. It happened somewhere. Um, as far as the details around it, we may never hear them. Uh, I'll say this: the the little bit of understanding I have about aggravated assault, it still blows my mind that aggravated assault was in the was the charge, which is a felony charge, just based on what people have told me exactly the how it becomes aggravated and what that means. So it is weird. Um, Obviously they had enough police had enough to arrest them for it. Uh, That doesn't necessarily always make them right. Yeah. 
they did. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Honestly, unless something like new breaks, it seems like he's going to play. But I'm, And, and uh, I'll criticize Butch Jones for a lot. We didn't know a lot about the A.J. Johnson. I didn't know. I know some people probably do know kind of what happened from the beginning. And you don't want to – those specific crimes are, are weird to deal with. But the fact of the matter is A.J. Johnson's career was derailed. I'm glad he was able to get on an NFL team and make some money playing NFL. And, and at one time was at the top of his game in the NFL. But he lost years. He lost draft um, stock because of a charge that ended up completely being dropped. Yep. And so I, I don't mind the slow rush to judgment, slow rush to suspension from, from Josh Heupel. And obviously Danny White's got to be on his side. Maybe they are arguing about it. I don't know. But this story, like you said, is very weird. And I am based on what we know. I'm okay with slow, slow playing it. Yeah, hundred percent. So we'll see. And yeah. uh, and if, if he doesn't play this week, you know, you, you have Danico Slaughter who's played some, some games. Um, he, he played a little bit against LSU. Wesley Walker is another guy that can play safety. Um, you know, do, does he compete with a star position? Maybe it's Mary McDonald. You could see back there. I would like to see a little bit of, of Christian Charles back there. I don't think that happens because I think Christian Charles is just a, a corner at this point because I, mean, I think it's just bad timing. Like, you had two vets in the back end. You had an opportunity at corner. You know, he, he is starting. He is playing. I just think he's a better safety. Um, so, it, it kind of sucks in that regard. And, and, you know, you have D. Williams coming back. I, I think D. Williams, Kamal Haddon. You know, maybe uh, Christian Charles at safety with with Flowers. I, I think that would be an interesting lineup. I don't think you see that, but um, right. you know, maybe maybe in a bye week you, you maybe get more time to. But when you're right into game week, I, I think that's hard to because you, you just find out out about this Sunday, so you have six days to to really you know put something together and get somebody ready. I don't. I don't think he plays. Here's the thing. I know people are like, "Oh, he's going to play this game and sit out." UT Martin. I don't think. From what I know about Josh Heupel, he's not going to cherry pick on what game he's suspended for. Yeah, if he um, plays this game, he's probably not getting suspended. If he plays, yeah, yeah, agreed. We'll see. Um, or they, in fact, do not know what happened, and so you know, I guess innocent until proven guilty. So, um. I don't know, but but the fact is, like, you, you never want to see your, you know, player go through that or, or you know, anything happen. Just be smart. But I, I don't think it's a huge hit. I think it's a huge hit maybe for, you know, him being a veteran, experienced. But, but the fact is, I mean, he, he hasn't made a ton of plays. I mean, that that's – I'm not, you know, clowning the kid or anything like that. I, I wish him the best, and, and he's been a decent player for Tennessee – but he hasn't made enough plays. That that four years of experience, I haven't seen that in a game so far this year. Yeah, I, I would kind of like to see somebody three. else back there to to see what they could do. Yeah, I uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's a mass. I don't think it's a massive for Tennessee either. So if we can, if Cedric Tillman isn't a huge loss, Jalen McCullough is not a huge loss. <laughs> I would pretty much agree with that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk recruiting weekend. It's a bigger uh, – dudes are going to be on Rocky Top. Literal dudes. Yeah, I think 10-plus uh, 
five stars will be in attendance through uh, the 2023, 2024, and 2025 classes. Um, big 2023s. Um, they got some running backs. Khalifa Keith, uh, Kentucky commit. Um, Oregon commit. Dante Dowdle will be in town. The big names, Carnell Tate, supposed to be here. We'll see. Got Unofficial if, I got, if he is. I got to see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but official visit you'll have Samuel Pimba. I think I don't I think the M is silent. Um <laughs> at IMG edge rusher. Um yeah, I think that's the only official visitor you're having. Keldrick Falk Falk um from Florida State. He is um he canceled his official visit to stay at Florida State, which okay. Cool. I mean, whatever you do, you. Um, you got some big names. Nico will probably be in town. Um, you got a lot of commits that will be back in town. John Slaughter, Tyree Weathersby, um, just a, a few guys to mention. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Hmm. I regardless, oh. we'll have a big list out tomorrow. So yeah. if we do. You'll Dave, see David Hobbs, um, five-star defensive lineman David Hobbs will, will be back in town. I think he's here for Florida, and now he'll be back um, again. I, I think Alabama's in the mix, too, so he probably wants to see both those teams play. Um, but, yeah, ton of ton of talent. You got um, you know a lot of in-state talent in 2024. Caleb Beasley, um, Amari Jefferson, who's a, also a Tennessee baseball commit. Jonathan Eccles, um, a, a Tennessee commit out of – IMG Academy will be back. Cam Sparks, 2025 class, five-star athlete, will be back in town. So, um, yeah, Tennessee's riding that momentum right now. You got to. Yeah, the whole college football landscape, watching um, and, you know, it being on full display this weekend, I mean, you, you got to make the most of it with recruiting for sure. Yeah, and I think that's another thing, too, for Tennessee players and coaches, and I mean, even recruits, too. Everyone's looking for Tennessee to fall this week. This is – it's not a it's it's not a secret that college football hates Tennessee, and, and I'm kind of glad. And, and I don't think it's because I think it's because of the fan base. It's not because of this football team has, has made themselves villains necessarily, like like the baseball team. And I know the <laughs> football teams kind of acquired that role just naturally, but they're looking for you to fail. So what a week would it be to to capture the the eyes, and, and if you don't capture hearts, capture the hate um, from the rest of the college football world. That listen, it's better to be hated than forgotten. For all you recruits out there, if you're wondering why people hate Tennessee, it doesn't matter. It's better to be hated than forgotten. And I know some some of the recruits at, at LSU enjoyed seeing the um, the trip that Tennessee took down to Baton Rouge, and and you're going to get that times a million on Saturday. So yeah. if you if you are uh, lucky enough to be on a visit this week, congratulations because it's going to be bonkers. Yeah, just the exposure, man. I mean. I'm telling you, I, I know no kid wants to wake up at 5 a.m. Get them on a freaking golf cart at 5 a.m. and start in Market Square and drive them all the way to Ag Campus because it's going to be insane. If you want to play at a university where you're on display every Saturday, no matter who you're playing, no matter who you're coming, we'll fill that thing up with Akron, baby. UT Martin sold out. It's yeah. going to be a nooner, right? Yeah. Nooner. Gross. Sold out. Probably don't get a hundred thousand in there. We're not. I'm not as dumb as LSU fans. It's just how it goes with noon games. But there's going to be a lot of people there. Yeah, hundred percent. It is homecoming, so you may get close. Yeah, and you know, 
people want to see this team. People were paying those astronomical prices to to just get in the stadium for this game. Season ticket price, maybe. I mean, can you imagine somebody paying a thousand dollars a ticket to sit in the, you know, with their back to the either Ayers Hall or the River one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, wanting to see you play. I mean, yeah. that's got to resonate with recruits. It has to, for sure. I mean, they can't even really make out what number you have, but hey, they're there to see you, baby. We know because it was hard, especially those great jerseys. It was hard sometimes to see exactly yeah, who they were. Yeah, it was <laughs> difficult. Um, it, it, it it wasn't as bad as Battle of Bristol. Oh God, Battle of Bristol! I couldn't tell you who had the ball. <laughs> <laughs> we had to watch it through binoculars. Yeah, yeah. Let's never play there. It was fun. Let's never do it again. Yeah, <laughs> had a ton of fun. Never want to do it again. Oh, I. I can't say enough about this week. I saw Jesse in here earlier. Shout out to Jesse helping us get this tailgate together. It's going to be fun. Make sure you stop by Church Street United Methodist Church a lot. We'll be over there. Come say hey. A couple baseball players, maybe or former, maybe some current, may be there. So, yeah. Come, yeah, it's come gonna, check it's, it out. It's going to be a party. It's going to be fun. We'll have um, – hopefully we'll have cornhole boards. Um, we got to figure out a way to get those there. But cornhole we'll boards. Beer pong. Yeah, beer pong, flip cup, um, maybe Post some football. karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> foosball action i'm Maybe shocked people don't want to get karaoke going that seems yeah. i thought that'd be popular but i mean maybe tomorrow or you, yes you could be the quarterback at texas a&m <laughs> with the way you throw so. <laughs> my niece could dude she's got an arm you see that video she can freaking a, sling that it. that was dude. a top spiral she can't run a slant to save her life but she can sling it yeah i even had her rolling out little play action rolling out to her left rolling out to her right getting the shoulders and hips squared and she was slinging that thing yeah i love it we had a good little practice session in the front yard today. Um, that's kind of all I got for the Alabama. I'm, I'm excited. Um, it's winnable, man. For the first time in forever, it's winnable. It just it, it feels different. It feels very different. It, it, I don't even – it's, it's football, football weather, too. Does that just oh help? Oh, my gosh, dude. Like, the third Saturday in October amazing. is always just football weather. Oh, yeah. Did, did 15 even feel – we got close in 15. Did it even feel this winnable? I don't think it did. No. What a time to be a vol, baby. Dub himself said it feels like 98. I won't go that far yet, but it it, it feels like the 90s. That's for sure. After this, if you win this game, I mean, Turn we, have, up. we have to compare it to 98. Yeah, have to. Hopefully we don't score a touchdown on play number one compared to 97. That would be. I don't want to come one game short. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You just combine the two. Score and play number like one that. and make it like 98. All right, I like that. All right, let's 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 talk a little college football. It's that time. It is no locks. We suck at locks. We stopped them. Let's, let's just talk some college football. you got Baylor, West Virginia, 31-24 right now. Didn't bet on that game. UCF is just putting it on Temple. I, that spread was huge. I can't remember what it was. Didn't bet on it because I'm smart. I'm not dumb. <laughs> I'm smart. Um, did you watch any of that Louisiana Marshall game? Did you watch any Wednesday night football? Uh, I watched a little bit last night, like the toward the end of it. God, that was such a boring game. Yeah, I didn't watch it all. I fell asleep for just being honest. Yeah, yeah I'm about like I am right now. <laughs> um, tomorrow you got Navy and SMU. SMU twelve point favorite. Mm-mm, don't like it. 
then UTSA and, and Florida International. I, I think I like the under. 63? Do those teams score 63 points on a Friday night? No, I'm not. I don't bet on bad teams. All right. That's not true. Florida either. International is a bad team. <laughs> you do all the time. <laughs> uh, Saturday, we get the Fox noon kickoff. What a terrible time to put on your premier game. And I know you don't want to compete with CBS or, or ESPN, but noon? Really? Does that tell you all you need to know about the Big Ten, honestly? 100%. 100%. Hey, we bow down to USEC. We're going to play this game at noon, so it, yeah. you know people will actually watch it. The good news is we will get to watch it, and it will probably be a pretty good game. That yeah, is that's a, a shot at you, Ross Kivett, you Michigan fan <laughs> from Ohio. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> um, yeah. That'll be at least we get to watch it and it'll be a good game. That is the bonus, I guess, of that. Uh, and then the Brian Harson's going away party happening at, at noon as well. Um, you know, I old miss is gonna win. I almost is this it? Take him, I almost want to take him 15. Is this the nail in the call? Is this it at this Maybe. point? Are you even gonna fire him? I guess. Here's the thing. It seems like you're not. If right? you don't, but everybody, everybody else has fired their coach already. Has won games after. That's true. Here's my question: Does Lane Kiffin just step over to the other sideline after the game? Yeah, there you go. That's an easy transition. Don't he, he doesn't have to get on the tarmac. Yeah, he you just, don't even have to send a plane to to get him over here. No he's one already has there. to follow planes or anything. They're, he's just already there. Yeah, you do it. You do it Saturday, uh, about four o'clock. Lane Kiffin. It is in Oxford, so I guess he does. Oh, have to okay. Fly. Well, but they already have the plane booked, so he could just get on the team plane. What a redemption story. From fired on the tarmac to hired on the tarmac. Mm, that's good. What yeah. a redemption story. Uh, and then I – Why did he tweet that? I th- he's such a troll loser. He is a loser. <laughs> um, maybe because he's about also, to – Also, they played this. nobody besides Kentucky, and that was a close game. And Will Levis just gave it to him. Yeah, it's weird that Tennessee gets a lot of nobodies, but you know, guys, it's game five. A lot of people have played nobodies right now. <laughs> Look at the. Have you seen their schedule? Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa, Kentucky, Vanderbilt. Hey, Georgia Tech beat Pitt. Okay. I mean, good lord. Yeah. No, Ole it's. Miss, are you even trying to schedule anybody? <laughs> Holy crap! Well, don't ask that question. That's that's obvious. <laughs> Then you got Kansas, Oklahoma in that noon slate. We actually might watch that game. That might be a better game to watch, at least for a little bit. Um, Penn State, know. Michigan. I kind of like that under. Okay, I think it could be like fourteen to seven. <laughs> I could see that. That sounds like a hardball, hardball coach game for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, I don't like Oklahoma minus nine. Yeah, I know um, Daniels is supposed to be out for the season, so. It just makes me want to stay away from it. It, I think even without Daniels, I just don't see Oklahoma winning by two touchdowns. Yeah. Is that unfair? You know what else is great? Seeing those Oklahoma kids that transferred from Tennessee and how crappy one team senior year is going. As of week seven, one team's in playoff contention and one team is not. We'll just put it that way. Put it that way. Uh, Iowa State, Texas, don't care. Moving on. Do you have anything for that game? I don't. Both. Uh, I think Texas, Texas is going to whoop them. 
Texas yeah, is Texas not is good. Quinn Ewers is legit. What a win for Texas to get him. Arch Manning, does he go to Who's Alabama Arch- now? Do you think he beats him out? Uh, he spent a lot of money for him not to beat him out, right? As of right now, I would say no. Now, we haven't seen Arch at that level, but right now, I would say no. <laughs> but Quinn Ewers is gone after this next year anyway. I just love drama from, from afar. It's nice. Yeah. But but yours is gone after your Arch's first year anyway. So well, yours only won the starting job because of the boosters, right? Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Uh, Minnesota, Illinois, dude, I'm starting to believe in the Illini. Illinois, Illini. You like Tommy yeah. DeVito? I just you know you, you win ball games and and you get me. I'm almost I'm almost ready to push that respect button. I think Minnesota's an okay Big Ten team. So you go put you go beat Minnesota, your underdog in. I might push the respect button. I might. Chase Brown, I think, is the best running back in college football. And, and listen, I'm not sitting here talking about contending for the Big Ten. I'm not talking about playoff contender. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying you might earn my respect on Saturday if you, if you beat Minnesota as a dog. Yeah, I like that. Um, not talking about Colgate Army. Not talking about Central Mission Ash- Akron. Not talking about Miami Bowling Green. Old Dominion Coastal. Coastal 56 over. Or over. Book it. Book it, 56. Anytime you see Coastal in the 50s, you effing take it. Period. End of story. Take it. Uh, Miami, Virginia Tech. How about Miami and Mario Cristobal and all that swag? And that is 100% a shot at you, Matt Art. Swaggy ain't swaggy when you're two and three, buddy. You can't mm. swag when you're two and three. They suck. They, they are bad. <laughs> and Virginia Tech, bad. Yeah, you suck. Hey, respect the Virginia Tech fans for not being too upset. I'm sure there's some that like, you know, oh, I wish Hendon was still here, but they're also happy to see him fall out. So respect, God. respect to Virginia Tech fans. It would make respect. me sick to my stomach. I mean, I, it, it had nothing to do with like they like he kind of had to leave. Just what do you mean? I mean, he lost starting job. Yeah, it's like play playing time. It, it's not yeah. like Henry Toto that went. Or God, guy we shout out name. Um, <laughs> Cut that. Yeah. Cut clip that. it. Or not clip, oh, clip it. it. All right, we'll clip it. We'll clip, it. clip it. <laughs> um, and he was a starter at Tennessee and went to Alabama. Right. Like, it, it was a totally different situation. So it, it would make me sick to my stomach to see Hendon Hooker uh, ball out at another school. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cal Tennessee's Colorado. never went through that. They've never had a quarterback go out and ball, ball out somewhere else. Are we really not? I think I, I think of I don't think we have a lot of it has to do with just being terrible at recruiting quarterbacks. I mean, we wanted Harrison Bailey and Haynes King. That's true. That's a good point. Haynes King was never on campus either, so that one wouldn't count even if he did. Yeah, that's true. Um, hey, I'll say this: going on to the next game, I have grown a little bit of respect for the Pac-12 as a whole. I know Utah's not great, but they seem to be pretty good. Um, Washington, Washington's pretty good. UCLA might be legit. Chip Kelly, baby. UCLA might be legit. USC, I mean, USC's talented as crap. You, you have to respect them. Um, Oregon looks to turn the tide since that Georgia loss. Bo um, Nix magic. Oregon State's a decent football team. Not great, not terrible. Washington State's kind of in that category too. But if you want to talk about the bottom of the barrel of the Pac-12, Cal and Colorado may just be a – just hey, the toilet bowl, dude. Too. 
Arizona. Stanford. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And Arizona, Arizona and Arizona State. Garbage. Yeah. There's there's plenty of bad teams. Don't get me wrong. I just – there's a few in the Pac-12 that I think might be pretty good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But Cal and Colorado, toilet bowl, man. Toilet bowl. Uh, we'll not t- – like you said, we don't bet on bad teams. We're not bet yeah. on that game. Vanderbilt and Georgia. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll kind of go on record. I think the Big Ten might be – it's not the worst. I think ACC is probably the worst. ACC is the worst this year by far. You have Clemson. But I, think, like I think the Big 12 and Pac-12 are better than the Big Ten with the amount of good teams. Yeah, probably. Uh, now it'd be hard. The, to the Big Ten has Michigan and Ohio State. They're, they're two playoff contenders, and maybe but after Penn that, State. maybe Penn State. Yeah, I, I know, I know. State. I'm just saying, maybe, like maybe right now. I know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Big Twelve. They got Texas, Kansas, Kansas TCU, State, maybe TCU. Oklahoma State. Yeah. Yeah, that's but a that's they, a good conference this year for sure. For sure. Um, um say TCU. That's that's going to be a good game. I, yeah, I don't think be. you've got to that yet. But I that's actually my next one after we're taking Georgia to cover thirty eight against Vanderbilt, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, you think Vandy takes over that stadium? Yeah. Okay, I thought so too. Uh, Oklahoma State TCU. I kind of want to believe in the Horn Frogs. I kind of want to take TCU to cover. It's not a lot of points. That's why I like it. Four four. I'm, might take TCU. Sonny Dykes, baby. I'm taking it. <laughs> All right. I like it. Um, NC State, Syracuse. Syracuse, three and a half. NC State's terrible. They get fully exposed this week. NC State's awful. I like Syracuse. It. Maybe to win the ACC. Sean Tucker, another really good running back. Maybe to win the ACC. We got to talk about it. Uh, Arkansas, BYU. Arkansas, people are talking about maybe the third best team in the SEC. <laughs> Touching that game, I don't think BYU is good, and I don't think Arkansas is good at all. Yeah, sorry. Um, Gardner Webb, Liberty. If Brody Rollins is playing, I'd take Gardner Webb. Any team Brody Rollins is <laughs> on, I'd take him to win. I just want to mention that for him. Uh, <laughs> Maryland, Indiana. It's well, I like Maryland to win. It's too many points for me to touch it. I think I'm taking that under at 62. They don't score 62 points. They might score sixty-two points, but that win. I don't. Do they play? How many quarters are they playing? Well, I'm I'm saying like, I mean, maybe they score sixty-one. It's sixty-one to nothing. I don't think Indiana's good at all. Maryland's not going to score sixty-two points. So there you go. That's what that should tell you everything. (laughs) Um, I'm going to skip some of these not great three thirty games. Not talking about them except James Madison, five and zero, number twenty-five. The Dukes. They. They're not going undefeated this year, man. They get to play Marshall. Oh, I can't remember who else they play. They've got a couple Marshall tough games left. Louisiana. So. Yeah. Marshall's not a bad football team, though. Don't forget. Uh, LSU I'm say that I'm going to say they're bad because they beat Notre Dame. It just it just makes the Notre Dame lock even <laughs> Okay. Funnier. Yeah, don't piss off the Catholics. Um, <laughs> LSU, Florida. James Madison does play Louisville at Louisville. And they play Coastal terrible. Carolina. Louisville's terrible. That's gonna be that's gonna be cool. LSU Florida. Which, what are your thoughts on this game? In Gainesville, seven p.m. LSU said Tennessee couldn't play in in Ty, Taga Stadium at, at 
at 7 p.m. Well, then I got to go LSU can't play in Florida at 7 p.m. It just makes sense. I think it comes down to special teams. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how good Florida special teams is. They wouldn't roll them out there on fourth down. And we never punted, so we, I, I we never punted. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a toss-up to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. LSU looks bad, and, and I joke about firing Brian Kelly. You obviously don't fire him after year one, but he don't look like the guy in year one. I'll tell you that. God, he got out coached <laughs> badly. Listen, I respect you saying that, but man, what a stupid thing to say. <laughs> 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 what a stupid thing to say. Clemson, Florida State. Clemson, three and a half, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hammer that. All right. Hammer it. Hammer in. that. Here's another interesting. Does Will Levis back this week? I got to think so, right? I don't know. The line, the line would be a lot bigger, I, I feel like, if it was – if he wasn't. Kentucky's defense isn't atrocious. I don't think this is going to be – an easy week for Will. I don't think it's going to be as easy for Will Rogers. Over-unders at 49. I think that's close to what it's at. I don't know. I'm not touching this game because I just don't trust Mississippi State yet. They did lose Dell. They got whooped by LSU, I should say. Yeah, sure. I, I think Kentucky's a good football team. I'm not saying they're great. I'm not saying they definitely beat Mississippi State. Don't hear me wrong. They did lose to South Carolina. Yeah. It was without Will Levis, but it's still but hilarious. <laughs> but they're also that kind of team. When we talk about kind of the team we thought Tennessee could be, we thought they could lose one of those games they shouldn't to, to a Kentucky. Maybe at the beginning of the year, we thought maybe South Carolina could be a weird game because we we gave – we knew Spencer Rattler wouldn't be a Heisman candidate, but we did give him some benefit of the doubt. Oh, yeah. And he threw all that out the window early on. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say, like, Kentucky may – Kentucky losing to South Carolina makes sense. I just I, – I I, this is a weird game. I wouldn't touch it. No, I'm not I touching touch it. it. Stanford-Notre Dame. Notre Dame, not minus 17, but, God, they're going to win that game. Surely. Surely. Nebraska-Purdue. Well, what are your thoughts on this? Does Nebraska cover 13 and a half? <laughs> I'm not touching that. Okay. Nebraska's horrible. That's an awful lot of points, though. We said that about Oklahoma, though. Yeah. Oklahoma went, like, from, like, good to, like, suck. <laughs> Real quick. Like, very quick. <laughs> They've had some quarterback injuries, to be fair. What's the most important quarter- position, quarterback? It's Well, okay. he didn't get hurt until the TCU game. I thought he got banged up in the Nebraska game. Did he not? They rolled over Nebraska. Yeah, but I they, thought he got it. Then they got beat by Kansas State. But I thought he got injured in that Nebraska game. Did he not? Maybe he did. I don't remember. I can't remember. I just I know they blew him out by like 49 points. Oh, they destroyed him. And then, I mean, they got they, – they beat him so bad, they fired their their defensive coordinator who was already fired. He knew he was leaving at the end of the year, and they said, see you out the door after yeah. that game. That's how bad they got beat. 8 p.m., this will be, this will be a fun game to watch after we get home from Tennessee, Alabama, USC, Utah. <laughs> we won't be home. <laughs> I'm too old, man. I, I'll I'll be home celebrating. I'm getting in your hot tub. What, what are you talking about? All right, we can do that. <laughs> I'm 100 getting in that hot tub. <laughs> I'm going to buy more cigars. I'm smoking infinite amount of cigars. No, How you many see cigars all the grass in my hot tub. <laughs> put a, hey, put an accessible bathroom in, on your porch, and I wouldn't have to go in the grass. All right, that's you got to go before you get in. 
I'm gonna be in that thing for hours. I'll pee. <laughs> I'll pee in the hot tub if you want me to, Landon. No, I'll pee in the hot tub. No, but you got. I'm gonna have to get something. I'm gonna. Have, you're gonna have to soak your feet or something before you get in. And that's fine. Yeah, just put like <laughs> a just put like a bucket. Yeah, a little water bucket. Just rinse that's off. What I'm gonna do. Yeah, I'll bring the bucket. Actually, you just you have to sit in, in Tom out in that bucket. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to sit in a dirty bucket of water before I get in? No, you're not getting back in. You're just oh, you I'm just gonna sit in. The, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting in that. I'm gonna be all up in that hot tub. <laughs> We're doing post game interviews from the hot tub. Very naked. Imagine how many views we'd get if we had a specific coach in a hot tub for for a podcast. That's a great idea. Let's do it. <laughs> That'd be such a weird ask. Hey, can we get you on the show? Can you also come over to my house and get in a hot tub? Well, Landon's house. Can you come over to Landon's house and get in a hot tub while we do it? Slash our recording studio. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We'll just get a hot tub in a recording studio and you can't ask questions. It makes sense at that point. Yeah. It's like the Kevin Hart thing with the, the cold tubs. We <laughs> yeah. just get, have hot tubs. We'll just tell everybody it's a cold tub. We'll act like it's a cold tub. We'll get in. But we'll yeah. be comfortable. Yeah. It'll be fine. That would actually be really cool. I don't know who would do it. Who would do it? I don't think anyone would do that. That's, have we had know, anybody on the show that would do it? I, I really don't know. I, would pro- I probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> I kind of think Ross Kivett would do it. Ross Kivett would 100% do it. <laughs> and I kind of want to think Richard Jackson might do it, too. We might, we might be able to talk him into it. Connor Pavoloni would definitely do it. All right, we'll get him in there. Chad Dallas cast. Would definitely do it. <laughs> you're you're talking about strictly psychopaths right now, so yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of have to be right. One hundred percent. We talked about this. You have to be. Um, a lot of snooze fest, which is good to end the night. I'll just run through these. Washington State, Oregon State. I don't know. That could be a good game. Nine PM kickoff. Air Force, UNLV, ten thirty. San Jose State, Fresno State, ten forty-five. That may be. Fresno State will score points. They won't win. They'll score points. Maybe a fun watch as you go to bed. And then 11.59, I guess they just don't want to kick it off on Sunday. <laughs> Nevada, Hawaii. Nevada, I love it. Nevada. I love it. I just love Hawaii kickoffs where I can literally, as I'm going to sleep, turn on a football game that's just starting. Do we talk about USC-Utah? A little bit. I, I don't know how much depth you want to go into. I'm, I'm shocked USC is not favored. Maybe because it's in I'm Utah. I, I, picked, I, I took USC to cover. I mean, I think USC would beat Florida and Florida beat Utah. That's my only kind of basis to go off of. That's fair. That's entirely fair. It's a good basis to go off of. I mean, Caleb Williams, Cam Rising. I know who I'm picking. <laughs> I, I like, I'm just picking them to cover three and a half. Like, they don't lose by more than three. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I'm going. I would go on USC. I might hammer that, like really hammer that. Do we get a hammer profit boost? That sucks. Use your profit boost on that late game, but that may be a good profit boost game. Yeah, I'll probably do that. I might try to get one in the noon window. I may go back and, and see if I like something. Gotcha. We'll see. Uh, do you have any stupidities? Um, I, you know what we didn't. Yeah, talk it's about? that Alabama fan like acting like he's humping Smokey. First of all, you shouldn't be related to a dog. <laughs> what a weird. Also, like, is that supposed to be a flex? 
I, I mean, I reported him to PETA immediately. You should have. You should have. There's a lot of smoky statues on that campus. We can't just have that man just freaking humping all of them. 100%. Um, Devontae Adams. <laughs> it's so weird. You- the... The shot behind him looks like guy ran out in front of him and he just, you know, he just reflexes. Yeah. But then the shot from the side, he had so much time to react. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? He was charged with a misdemeanor. Was he really? That's real? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's soft from that reporter. I know you're not happy about it, but. He's so. Fed up with the Raiders. Like I, I if I Wouldn't were the Packers, I would just be like, "Hey, let's just get him back somehow, some way." Oh, because the Packers sure. need it too. <laughs> I don't know why that even happened. How does that happen? How do you let him just walk? The Packers are idiots. Good lord, the Packers are idiots. That's another. The Packers are stupidity. Do you have any more? Uh, just some of the ones I, I just don't want to mention these people. I have a Bama insider getting, um, you know, being victimized by Richard G. West. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, I mean, God's like, can we not fact check a little bit? Right, you're named Bama Insider, too. Yeah. Are you an insider? Yeah. That's pretty bad. And I think they're with On3, aren't they? Um, You can't just text Austin Price. Yeah, it is On3. The, the, like the, you have the most in-the-know Tennessee reporter, beat reporter, mm-hmm. on your staff. You can't just go, hey, what's up with this, before you say it. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. Um, I do have one. It's the Ramel Keaton targeting call that got reversed. It's atrocious, dude. I know we can't show it right now because we're having to go off a different stream than we normally do. And I'm, I don't do, I hate the targeting rule. I think it's dumb. Ramel Keaton dipped his head. But that's not the rule. The defender dipped his head, turned his head, launched with his helmet at Ramel Keaton. That could be targeting even if you don't make helmet-to-helmet contact. It's targeting. And you called it on the how it gets reversed blows my mind. That's that's the most mind boggling. You don't call it okay, bang bang play, whatever. You reversed it though. I don't know what I don't know what angle you saw. No, I agree. Also, I think it was uh, Keyshawn Butte's fourth down that they called back. Did you watch that one again? Mm-hmm. He didn't get the first down. You know how we said it looked like he reached out and may have gotten it. He pulls it back in before he falls out of bounds. He pulled it back in a yard short. It should have been confirmed. They just, you know, it's staying. Did they review that play? I think they did. Yeah, they, yeah, they did review And they, it just stood. It should have been confirmed. He clearly brought the ball. He reached it out. His knee hadn't touched, and he wasn't out of bounds. And then he pulls the ball back in. It doesn't matter where it goes out of bounds necessarily if you're not down. Mm-hmm. So it should have, should have been confirmed. Just replay is just dumb. It, it, well, I, I, you would think it would help. It, it's not helping at all. No. No. 
I love this video of you just sniffing a cigar. I'm just going through my camera roll right now of us in the shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no way you can smell anything for that packaging. Oh. Oh, yeah, I'm smelling. <laughs> I love it. That's all I've got. I know you want to do more important issues and more important issues. It is – we're an hour and 28 yeah. in. It is yeah, late. I still got to pack up yeah, a car yeah. for this weekend, heading down to Knoxville tomorrow. Emily's not going to be happy with me. What do you got to do? You got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> For sure. I will try to get the podcast up tomorrow. I know we've had some more trouble than we thought, so I'll see what I can do. Um, thank you all for bearing with us. We appreciate it. Love you guys. Gosh. Can't wait to thanks. cheer on balls tomorrow or Saturday with you all. Yeah, thanks again. Come to the tailgate. Um, we'll be there bright and early, so uh, come get some brews and some food and um, hang out, and let's, let's, let's prepare ourselves for this win we're about to get. Bringing the boat in, we out.